AGM coming in, and we're back. Greeny drops his soap, while Dane's dropping facts. Three's better than two if you understand the meaning. White boy up, so we introduce Keenan. Mercenaries in underwear, they can stay put. We have football on our tongues, just minus the foot. Rugby league group showers while drinking for claims. And we're bringing this bullshit any given Monday. I said any given Monday. Yeah, any given Monday. Any given Monday. Yeah, any given Monday. I said any given Monday, baby. We're good, man. We're on? Yeah, we're on. Oh, we're live. Here we are. Here we are, boys. Special, special guest. We'll get straight into it. One of the one of the local legends around here. He's our, yeah, our new hookup. Our, our Brick Lane, um, uh, what, would you, what would you call him? Just uh, the he's, connection. He's the, the, the click. Yeah. He's That's the, him. He's the guy that gives us the beer now. And, uh, the man. Yeah, now Steely bailed on us and, uh, and Charlie's come in. Proper good outside back from what I'm hearing from his performance Wait, yesterday. He's, he's pretty much fucking everything for the Mitchie <laughs> boys now. He's been, he's been playing, what have you played? Half, center. Mr. Fix-It. Yeah. Mr. Fix-It. fucking Mr. Fix-It. They call him Mr. Fix-It. I call him Charlie Mosdale, number one in <laughs> number one in the sheets, number one in my heart. <laughs> Here we are. But um, the thing, yeah, with yesterday's game, he's, uh, the, I, I didn't seen Charlie play center before. I think I've seen you play um, half. Uh, in the that eighteen side was it or yeah yeah it would have been 18 yeah years. yeah I've yeah. seen him play half he hadn't seen him play center and he fucking holds his own at center yeah. I was like shit he couldn't stay there man yeah <laughs> right he was teaming me up he was like you just need to act like Will Chambers yeah. so I went out there with the mindset just to be the biggest fucking brother I could yeah so he came <laughs> yesterday in full blackface yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just tried to pick on anyone opposite him that was m- maybe had a little bit of a disadvantage but that's all right. I heard um, Charlie was putting his winger into a bit of space. He was. Um, unfortunately, the winger didn't know really what to do with today. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a good player, but he was just trying Lost to... Lost in space. Every though, time just trying to score, eh, Charlie? Yeah, like, he, every time trying to score. I think four passes back on the inside yeah. didn't mm. find a kick, a, a kick. A couple of kicks. <laughs> yeah. It was good effort, but... The bench, yeah, some honestly. of the bench quotes was, if he kicks again, I'm going to cut his fucking foot off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if someone cut that comes yeah. leg. Yeah, yeah. And then it I've was Charlie stopped passing to him. At least he was looking. Looking for space, Joshy Andrews was just hogging it and scoring all the tries himself. Oh, bro, you should have seen Joshy yesterday. Bro, he's silky. Fuck, silky. man, he did not drop anything, and they weren't the easiest of kicks. Hey, fucking like, sun in his eyes yeah, and everything. Didn't bit of breeze yesterday, too. around in the wind. One kick he even let come to, like he w- he thought it was going to drift to him, and he said he couldn't really see it, and it drops early, and he just r- runs in and picks nearly one handed at a low grab on a f- oh. on a f- still on a full, you know, like some fucking Kevin Gordon, David yeah. Mead style shit. That's lovely. But we're losing from, him, bro. From one fucking terrific bloke around the kick to a to a one that's not so good. I went down and obviously <laughs> watched reserve grade yesterday, and your best mate Sam Vorhe, short drop out thirty seconds before half time doesn't chase. Oh yeah, and they just pick it up five. He five. kicked it. Well, yeah. he kicked it, and he kicked didn't chase through. Who calls short drop out with thirty seconds to go to half time? You're defending, and then just doesn't chase. We give him every opportunity to score points, and well, he got rinsed at half time in the dressing shed. Oh really? <laughs> the coach just goes, Sam. What the fuck is that shit all about? And he's like, Whoa, what do you mean? I was like, only well, he could do that. But they got, got up, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they got up pretty well. But if you're listening, Vohi, mm, short drop out, thirty seconds for half time. And Charlie, you're talking about that guy in the threes. So he gets hit. This is you went back to West Michigan and watched it. Yeah, yeah, we all went back and just got on the beers. And, yeah. yeah, watching the boys have a run. Watch Scraper tear up. Oh. Was he really? Yeah, bro, he's too good for that comp. He is. Right, <laughs> we trained against Scraper. I sent my under 18s out to train against him, and he looked like 
the saying goes, a man among boys, because that's what he was, and he fucking lighting them up. He hadn't fucking obviously moved for a long time because he's looks a bit more weathered than the scrape I used to play with, but yeah. he's still got it. Bro, he's, he's just so much it. better than all of them, mate. <laughs> he's just, still got it. Like, we were, I was dro- driving with um, Joshy back from Balimba, and we're sitting there and we're talking about how much he carved us up at training on Thursday. Oh, yeah. And then he comes out and just kicks a 40-20 in, like, the first, like, two oh, minutes God, of this three He's got it in him, mate. He, yeah. loves, he loves a kick, too. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but... And I was looking at the three side... And I was looking at the ones and I'm like, why am I going to play with these guys <laughs> when, when I can go play with like guys my age in this side, you know? Because oh. people your age are either retired or on the way out. Well, Scrapes my age is still killing it, you know? Yeah. But Scrapes is the anomaly, you know? And have you, seen, have you seen um, Callum Stewart, man? Yeah. Well, he looks Who like looks the size like of a Mack Callum Stewart, yeah. 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 And the poor was, was wearing a small jersey yeah. yesterday as well. He was blowing up about <laughs> it's it. It's because he keeps playing small positions when he's not a small guy. It's <laughs> like it's <laughs> so funny, man, because we were telling him yeah, about six months ago, eight months ago, he got real. He got skinny. Like and he looked like um, yeah. he looked like junkie Cal. Yeah, and now he's back to pig Cal. And then me and Cal like, were saying, well, "You can't please him, man. You're either crack, you're <laughs> either a crackhead, or you're an obese cunt." You yeah, know? but that's the thing. When you're around the boys, there's no happy medium. No one's gonna say, "Hey, Cal, you're looking good this week." You know, <laughs> it's either you're strung out like a crackhead, or you're a big giant fat fuck. <laughs> it's not in between. <laughs> and the poor guy's that's engaged rough. engaged to get married, so he's gonna have to start. I can getting back on his crack diet or whatever he was on because you can't go in getting a tailor-made suit for a 4XL when you're only 5 foot 9 <laughs> we'll have to roll him into his wedding straight to Johnny Biggs to get a suit for his wedding Johnny Big and Shorts <laughs> uh, have you been Freedy? yeah pretty good man um, yeah. obviously I was pissed off at you because of last weekend you couldn't fucking get here but uh, couldn't get here. I was going to have to run a solo thing but I didn't think I could pull it off but yeah I could imagine you running solo what do you lotion mean? lamp down low <laughs> just fucking maybe out in the car just to get away a bit Doing the old night rider, I like that. It's no, it's not lotion, man. It's that silicon based shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Silicon based. Well, yeah, I get it. You just get it from Coles now. Oh yeah, in yeah. the little bottle with the rounded end on it. Yeah, yeah, the purple, yeah. the purple, purple bottle. bottle. Yeah, yeah, right. That's I've I've never used, but I've I've heard, I've heard stories. <laughs> Didn't realize I was coming on a podcast <laughs> full of perverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glory holes is a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> topic yeah. of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, man, what are we doing about Origin? Buy round this week is one of the worst weeks of the year. Like, I just can't stand. It sort of makes me feel disconnected. Like, I haven't even watched that much rugby league this weekend because you're like, you don't want to... Saturday, super Saturday, there's one game on at 7.30. Yeah. And you're like, what's doing? And then you get the Thursday night game. You obviously watch that after training. And then you've got the Friday night game. It's one game. You just feel like, fuck, give me some more football for God's sake. Yeah, I haven't watched a game this week. I've uh, I've been watching dribs and drabs. I watched the Thursday game as much of the Friday one as I could, but like it's just and I've watched a little bit of the Seagulls one, but yeah, you just get bits and pieces because it's fucking that buy round. Everything's broken up. It just doesn't feel like a proper round. It feels like maybe we should just have a complete buy, let everyone have a rest, and and then we'll go again. Yeah, I think hundred percent. Thursday night you watch the Titans are fucking oh, dreadful. Yeah, they need help. It's that, tough to watch. The problem is, we've been seeing like this progression, so-called progression that the, Tigers, that the Titans have been taking to a point where they go out and spend big money on Fafita to draw players. They draw players like your Leus, your Tinos, all these sort of guys to the club who are supposed to help. 
and then they sign your Mal Meningas to bring this culture back, your Justin Holbrooks who just came back from winning a comp overseas, to then come in, scrape into the finals and give the Roosters a good fucking crack last year. All this progression slowly building up to a point where now, because they went too hard too early, they've got no cap, they've got the culture's still just as what it was 20 years ago when the Chargers were in. And it's just like, where are we going? Are we progressing forwards or are we always just going to come up and down between the bottom eight and just be a mediocre side? Because at the moment, they've got a lot of cap drawn up in a, in a back rower. And when he's playing, he's fucking very good. But there's no way there's $1.2 million locked up in that edge. Where, like You're not scoring enough points to value that edge at that much. And your side isn't winning enough games. Like, if you're going to spend $1.2 million on a player, I want Tom Trevojevic out there having a 2021 Tom Trevojevic season who's going to go out and single-handedly score your two tries and have six line breaks, you know? Or your Nathan Cleary's who might not do all those scoring tries and line breaks, but he's going to kick 10 goals and he's going to have seven try assists and five line break assists, you know? So they're just sort of at the point where the Titans are like... What are we doing? Are we trying to fucking just keep ahead above water, and, or are we yeah. just going to tank and but try and go again? Thing with Titans, they just fold, man. They, they fold. They yeah, got like no, Origami. Like it's so weak, eh? Yeah, yeah so just really weak. fold like Charlie, Origami. Charlie, you Bronco supporter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. Yeah, sweet. And, You're in uh, ambush. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, boys. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it like especially and the best thing I think on that broadcast was when Brimson gets on at the end and you can tell he's gutted and he's yeah. just like, We fucking dishing up shit, man. Yeah. 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 And then gets roasted for it. I was listening to radio on Saturday and they're saying, Oh, it's worrying signs when one of your better, more senior players is, is roasting your team, saying it's shit. I was like, I reckon it's awesome. I, that's what I said. I said, yeah. wouldn't you want fucking someone in in house having a good hard look at you saying, this is what we need yeah. to be better? Ninety percent of those cocksuckers they chuck in a, a mic in the face when they're walking off will say, you know, we just got to go look at the tape. We yeah. got to go back to you yeah, know, we're just going through our structure. Yeah. We'll we'll just fall back into our processes and we'll yeah. we'll address it during the I week. Like Whereas Brimson just goes, no, it was fucking, it wasn't good enough. It was yep. shit. And last week, Tino sat in that fucking in the um, press conference and said, oh, the short kickoff was my bad and I need to be better and, and this needs to be better. He's just set it how it. it is. Just cops it, wears it on the chest, whereas fucking, a lot of other people would just fucking push it out on other people. So those boys are doing well for standing up for that. Yeah, at the at moment, the s- you see the heart. You see, yeah, Brimson, he's fucking trying his guts out. Yeah. Um, Wallace is trying his guts out. Yeah, Wallace trying his stones out. Tino is, Jaden Campbell tries his heart yeah. out and, and he's fucking electric. Sexton, if he could be a little bit more consistent, I think he'd be good because he leads the league in forced dropouts and and he's got a really good kicking game. He sort of works his team around nicely. He's just inconsistency is what lets him down and his missed tackle count. I think he's top five in missed tackles and like leading the league in missed tackles is Ben Hunt. No one misses more tackles than Ben Hunt, but every second he's not missing a tackle, he's fucking doing whatever he can, going hammering tongs to make sure his team gets a victory. But so. also, against his missed tackles, there'd be a lot of tackles. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like so he's getting in there enough. If to you're going to fucking be up there in the missed tackles, you have to be fucking really providing because you can't... Like James Maloney, the whole time he was in the league, he was top two or three missed tackles. But oh, yeah. what does Jimmy do? Jimmy wins. Yeah, Jimmy wins. He fucking like Jamie wins. Jamie Soward, yeah? Yeah, Jamie Soward couldn't tackle to save himself. He was a turnstile for 12 seasons and won a premiership and played State of Origin as a great halfback. 
Jonathan Thurston early in his career couldn't tackle, and he was he's now renowned one of the best ever. Oh, so early in his career is a fucking stick, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But yeah. if you're going to do Those that, like dreadlocks, yeah. how bad were they? <laughs> they were fucking shocking. I, I think with Thurston, it's anything to cover up the ears. He does every yeah, like you know yeah. keeps the hair. Yeah, then wrong, you block the, the signal. Yeah, <laughs> can't pick up locks. Sexton's That's why he's on nine. He's very young. He's, he's so young. Like we had, we had a coach out at West a couple of years ago, Dave Maiden, who he coached like um Northern Pride and stuff. Um, won a premiership with them, and he always said it takes 50 games to get the f- uh, three C's, consistency, uh, confidence, and creativity. 50 NRL yeah. games. So, 50 yeah. games, and he's just got to get, and that's where all these Broncos boys are starting to hit, like, exactly all of a sudden right. we're hitting form. They've all played 50 games now, or oh, you know, 100%. around that, and they're starting to build that form. And that's what they. a lot of people have said with the Titans, is if you're going to do this strategy, and you're going to pick up all these young guys, and you're going to let a bit of a bit of age go, you've just got to pick and stick, let them go, and there's a lot of people calling for heads like saying there has to be changes made. You've got to be shown to do something. Where at the same time is if you give Sexton 20 games, then rip him out and put another young kid in there. And then you give, you want like Jaden Campbell 15 games, rip him out, put someone up. That's not helping anyone. Look at Tommy Dearden, for example. Like, yeah. He oh. plays 30-odd games at the Broncos. Yeah, can't win one. Can't win one. Literally couldn't couldn't buy a win. Goes to the Cowboys. He's around that 40, 50 game mark. And now yeah. he's just carving up. He's the 18th yeah. man for the yeah, origin exactly team. exactly right. Like, I know. And that's that's the thing. Well, I think we talked about it before, but it's like with Dearden at Bronx, they're like, oh, here's the weight of the world on your shoulders. Go play some good footy. Yeah. yeah. It's like 100%. where at Cowboys, and it's they were calling, him, yeah. And they're calling him the next fucking Langer or Lockyer when he was yeah. at the Broncos. Oh, and this, he's this 17 years this, old. He's the next big thing. This kid's like, this and that. He's done this already. And then he comes into into grade and it's it's not a fucking walk in the park out here. You know, nah, like it's not, everyone thinks you go, oh, you make the natural progression. You're going to be good here, good here. And then you just be good in the NRL. It's, these guys are trained professionals. The same, I was watching a video the other day and they were talking about basketball and they're talking about all these street ball guys who think they can play in the NBA. And basketball players are just like, bro. It is a completely different step. We play basketball on days we don't even want to play basketball. Yeah. That's the difference, the step between... Yeah, like it's these like they're doing that against other street players. Exactly. But you get the Greek freak in there fucking yeah. <laughs> defending you. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, same in the NRL. These guys live and breathe it. They're six days a week and they're doing... They're reviewing their game and everything they do in their whole life is to make their game better. Whereas you might be coming natural progression from 15-year-old playing... Cyril Connell to Malmeninga to to Colts or whatever you're doing, whatever progression you are making, it's not just a, just a given that you're going to take that next step because that next step is fucking ginormous. So when you get some kids in in the Titans roster like your Sextons who obviously have enough to make that step, you got to give him the time, give him the patience, and give him some right leadership and coaching to make sure he makes that step, makes it successfully. Because he's got all the signs. He's kicking games good. He gets his body in front, even though he misses a lot of tackles. He's still not a full defensive liability there, and he pushes his team around well. So if they can stick with him, stick with Tino, Fodder Wakers there, Fafita if he finds form, Campbell's, all these guys, at Brimson's, yeah. there's a good call there. And Liu's a good leader. But that's the thing is, is Titans a team where, you want, where you'd be like, oh, I, can, I want to be a career man at the Titans, yeah, like at yeah. a, around an area that doesn't really appreciate rugby league. It's the, weird, eh? It's you know, so the stadiums, weird. yeah. doesn't it's quite have that. that heritage around it, hey, that other clubs have. And that. Yeah. In saying that, that, does anyone want to be a career man anymore? You see these blokes play seven, eight seasons at a club and then fuck off for 150 grand. Well, I just see everyone, wants to, be, everyone wants to be a cash man. Yeah? Whereas in the day, back in the day, you'd have blokes stay for 150, 200k less just because they wanted to be a one club man. They, it meant something to them. And these days, being a one club man means nothing. People are chasing premierships and cash. 
and that's all they care about. So for those people who do stay one club players, they're either so good that the club doesn't have a choice but to re-sign them constantly, or they they're one of the old school where you'd you'd rather just take a bit of a pay cut instead of relocating from the Gold Coast down to Melbourne or from from Sydney to North Queensland. What do you reckon of that? I can't remember who it was that said it, but I saw it on Facebook the other week um, suggesting that players that have played 200 games or something for one club should be exempt from the salary cap. Well, they're talking about salary cap sort of compensation for a couple of different things for clubs that breed their own talent. So if you've got players coming through from lower grades, you'll get some form of an exemption, whether it be a percentage of the cap or a percentage of that player's um, that player's salary. Or if you've got blokes who have been one club players and played over X amount of games, they'd get some sort of salary cap exemptions as well to try and to try and influence clubs and try and help out these clubs to bring their own youth through. Because at the moment, we're seeing Penrith go and develop their, their own talent. Brisbane do it. The Tigers do it. And then everyone else goes, oh, well, we've got three big nurseries to pick from. Mm. Let's go Let's go pick some players. Yeah. Whereas you don't hear, ever hear about that good young prospect who came up through the Bulldog system or yeah. that, that young fella who came up down playing for Mounties. You know, It doesn't happen. They just pick the best from where yeah. they come. So, or that one Melbourne player that went yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you can give that exemption, the salary cap exemption, try and get everyone getting their fucking own players through and then... On the other side of that, if you can keep your players and then you see the fruits of them at the end of their career as well, you make it like a tree. You've got the roots come in, a nice big trunk through the middle where you got it, they're your thin years, and then you see the fruits of your labor yeah. later. I reckon it, I, 100% because you hear stories like Webkey, Lockyer, who, who cut their wage, you know, to yeah. stay there, to try to build, to have that good team for their final years. And my question is, where does that mentality go? Like, for me, obviously, I'm not in the position to sign a fucking contract that's going to be either 400 grand or 800 grand. But at the end of the day, the Broncos have been doing it for a long time. Melbourne did it for a long time. That's the reason they were successful clubs. And people who don't understand that and go to these clubs and then they get get an offer of X amount compared to, to Y amount and they fucking want to kick up a stink and, and go look for more money. It's like, you realize this is how you win premierships. We've got only so much money to go around... If you want to take 12% of the salary cap when we've got 30 other blokes to sign, and apparently these guys are your brothers, your family, you spend every second with them, you taking an extra 2% of the cap means him and him can't get a pay rise and they're going to be on 150K for the next two seasons. Whereas if everyone just sacrificed that little bit, it means we'll be able to keep a core together, which is what the Broncos did, which is what Storm did. I'm sure the Roosters would have done it at that era where Boyd and, and Friendy and all those boys came through because there's just no other way to keep all that talent. Yeah, unless, I think Manly's done it a tiny bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like Manly's Manly would have done it for sure it. when fucking the Stewarts and your Watmows yeah. and, and your Lions and all those were coming through. They would have been doing I, stuff like I that I think it sure. also comes with the ability of these players to be able to build their brand off the field. Because mm. if they can yeah, have sure. that, if they can have their, you know, their freaking hands yeah. in different other pockets, yeah. they this isn't their... This is in there. Well, that's why we got to. I know it costs the league a bit of money to put names on jerseys and stuff like that. But anything you can do to help, because even Super League play name a, jerseys, aren't I they? I know, like yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, you, it's and, awesome. and they've got their numbers. Yeah, if if anything, like fork out a little bit more money from the NRL's pocket to help players build their own brands, and then we might not see so many people chasing an extra hundred k. If you can go out and you can pump your own brand, if 
let's say ten percent of of jersey sales for Jordan Rappiner go to go to Jordan Rappiner, you know, like just ten percent. If he sells five thousand jerseys next year, then he gets a little kickback off every one of them, and it might give him enough fucking incentive to go. Oh fuck, I'll stay in Canberra. Building a personal brand at this club, I'm selling jerseys. Well, I'm looking at someone like Ado Car. Imagine how many Melbourne Ado Car jerseys would have been sold. Mm. Compared to now, he goes to the dogs, maybe for a little bit more money there. The money, the difference he made, he probably would have made in jersey sales. Plus an ASIC's fucking brand because he's the fucking fastest man on the planet. And then there you go. Like, you've got a one-club band now. Instead of bang, bang, dropping the dice. I know there's probably other things that come into it, family and, and all this sort of stuff. But it gives players the chance to build a brand. And that brand doesn't have to stop when you finish playing football. So if, if Kalen Ponga goes out and he's doing a pretty good job at the moment build himself a brand and at the end of his playing career he's still got KP on the side he can fucking run that for the rest of his life and that's that's encouraging players to not just be rugby league players but to be their own personal brand and business like well well beyond the time of their playing career because as we know you only get 12 max 15 years sort of as, as a player so it gives them every opportunity yeah that's so it's like they they tell stories about when they you know they have the UFC summit or like they used to have that in um, around the June July that um, fight week where the, all, all the fighters would come in and Dana White's like don't get it twisted we're just giving you an opportunity it's yeah. whether you fucking run with that or not you know like you build whatever you want yeah. so we're not stopping you at all we're just giving you we got the contract you're fighting for us but you can build whatever you want off it that's yeah. your that's your thing and that's it's with the players I know it's obviously different in like uh, working for a company like this like yeah. it's like especially also the NFL players it's you see like um, Odell um, Beckham and stuff yeah. Um, he, you know, that's why he takes his helmet off. He's got the bleached hair, so he's recognizable. He's, yeah. he's recognized outside the helmet. It's, yeah. uh, it's where these, it's like players like money and cheese. You know, they're f- so you know people yeah. recognize them anywhere now. Yeah, those two are just killing it. Aren't yeah, they? like everyone's oh, gonna know their name. Hundred percent. But that, like, as you're saying, it just makes there's a lot of things the NRL could be doing to help these guys. Like, NRL flags just about anything posted by anyone that's not approved NRL media. Whereas the NBA, they can free reign. They can put highlights of anything up. They can you can go on House of Highlights and they can just share whatever they want, or you can go on a, any sort of NBA highlights page and they'll just share it all. Whereas if if you're sharing NRL content on your personal pages, the NRL just flag it and it's pulled down with, within fuck all time at all. Their privacy policies are ridiculous. Whereas the NBA use you as a media outlet, like every That's every so smart right. If it's if it's if fucking, you've got. 10,000 people watching your product and then 2% of them share something, then they're going to share it to another fucking 10,000 people and then it's going to just be a chain reaction whereas the NRL lets 10,000 people see it and that's it. Where I just like Always that's thought an, that was so dumb. Oh, it just man. makes no sense. You've got free, literally, especially now in the days of social media and, and all these people making vlogs and YouTube videos and anything. If you're giving people the chance to take something... And then share it to their their personal fucking set of friends or followers or whatever it is. Some people can have, uh, can like NRL and then go and share it, and they've got six hundred friends on Facebook and a thousand followers on YouTube, and then a thousand TikTok followers, and you've just reached twenty six hundred other people from one person. Whereas the the way you're doing it, it just seems like you're just cutting it off at, at the door. Where obviously we're talking about building brands and letting players do their own thing. If they're getting seen by more eyes, it just seems to be fucking, it seems to be make common sense to me, you know? 
Yeah, and it all started because what we we're talking about, talking about the ability to be able to have that other uh, income. And if they have that, they wouldn't be so stressed about the, yeah. the, the main contracts. But yeah, hopefully, because at the time when we we're talking about Lockie doing that, like taking a cut, man, he was sorted. Off the oh, field. yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, him and Ashley and Martin had that gig going long before he went bald. <laughs> he goes, oh, this shit's going. I need a hooker. I, I reckon he, because it's not that far back. I reckon he just grew it back. And then put a bit of dye through it or something. Oh, and A&M's getting a kickback from nothing. No, I don't know. Yo, you're a conspiracy. <laughs> I, I like that shit. What do we think? Well, now we've spoken about building your personal brand and one club play and all this. Pain house. Talk to me. Someone talk to me. Is there a latest or like... Is well, he's withdrawn his he's withdrawn his release request. Yeah. And that's what we've left at. So, they, they've... Haas and the club have come back and they've said, right, we'll put this on hold and we'll renegotiate once the season finishes. What are you enjoying? Yeah, I don't know. I I just don't think. I think he's been led very poorly by his management. Whoever's like managing his contract has definitely led him down the wrong path. Like, yeah, you're Smith. playing for the Broncos. Like, grow up, bro. Grow up. Is that him? Is that who he is? Yeah, right. What an idiot. Like, <laughs> he's gonna get paid good money. Like, he's never gonna be out of a quid paying us. Like, he's always gonna be making that eight fifty, nine hundred mark. Oh. See out your contract. You what? Twenty two years old. And as a front rower. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And if you want a one point two million a year, you need to be touching the ball four times a set. Three, four times a set. Like you need to be a DCE, yeah. a JT, a Tom Trebojevic. Oh I mean, I know he's yeah, he's taken some mad hit ups and he's worth good coin, but he's he you know what he is? He is unbelievable. Yeah, he yeah, is fantastic. He's a freak. The things he does not many can do, not many have ever done. But there's only certain amount you can give to a front rower. I don't care who you are, what club you are. When was the last time an NRL club won a premiership where their marquee signing, their their major money man, was a prop? Probably Lazarus at the Storm, maybe. Yeah, and that, even, and that yeah. was just to get bumps even, in seats at the start, I think. And yep. even then, they gave him a bit of a bump to get him in, and there was still a great side around him. Haas is in his team where you have a plethora of young talent that we've brought up through the grades that all need to be ticking over together. You're ticking from 300 to 400. You're ticking from 200 to 600. We've got your Cobos, your Carrigans, your Stags, all these people we're trying to contain, your Farnsworths, all these guys we're trying to keep. And then we've got one dark horse at the very top who's already on more money than anyone at the club who's going, I want more and I want near 400K more. That 400K can be used to give Stags 100 more, Cobo 200 more, and Farmworth 100 more. Yeah. Bam, six like premierships in a row. That's like, it. Like, and for, for, for me, it just comes back to, we didn't beg you to sign. All right. We offered you a, uh, we offered, gave you an offer yeah. for yeah. a contract. You signed it. Yeah. So you fucking signed it. Oh, we're done. Well, yeah, you signed know. that back in the day. And We're good. Yeah, the Broncos have given him a bump since then. Yeah, two, with two bumps. With, without two bumps. without an extension. This is. It's also he's a fucking freak, man. And I think I don't think like if you were to take his money and spend it on three other middles, I don't think we get what he no, does no, no, for no, 100% us. Still, you we would. don't get what he does for us. But still, he signed that. He's become this freak as well through this couple of years. And now his management's going. Oh, we need it. We need the. The, um, the, the juice isn't worth a squeeze at the moment. We well, need to squeeze this bitch dry. I heard, I think it was uh, Brandy on the on the Vossi and Brandy morning show saying his way of thinking through it was, if you're paying Haas and you come to the club and you say, I've, I, signed, I know I signed a contract, but I feel like I'm worth more money now, and you get a bump, what would you say if the Broncos come to you and say, hey, Payne, your form hasn't been great. 
We're going to get rid of you. Yeah. Instead of paying you 800, I want to pay you 450. Yeah. Imagine that. Mm. Imagine how that, imagine, just imagine the front end back page of the the telly the next day. Yeah. The Broncos are the worst cunts on the planet, but Payne Haas does it and they, and Broncos aren't staying loyal to their contract. 100%. And they're saying, the, the back page the other day said, Payne just wants to be paid what he's worth. He signed a six-year deal and had bumps throughout that deal. It's not like they just said, "No, you signed six-year, three hundred. That's that's it." They get he's on eight hundred k next season. Yeah, not a bad quid. Oh, that's it. What about hundred? If anyone's getting underpaid, it's Martin. He needs he's yeah, needs yeah. <laughs> He's probably on that fucking Queensland Cup fifty grand a year shit, <laughs> bro. You were telling me Nathan Cleary until this year was on underneath a million. So you're telling me even if he was on nine fifty, you're telling me. You're willing to pay. We pay Haas now next season eight hundred. So if Cleary was on nine fifty, there's not a hundred and fifty k gap there. Even though Cleary is now one point one, even that two and a half, two and a half, two two hundred and fifty k gap is not big enough. Hmm. The 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 amount of how much is Fafita on? One point two. Which is just it's and just then crazy, we and then it? we just had this massive conversation about the Titans and where they're going, yeah, and where their salary cap is and, how much and is where Pangai their culture on? is. Is Pangai more than Haas? No, Pangai at the Dogs is on six fifty, isn't he? Seven or something. So, yeah, yeah, six fifty. Yeah. Well, how much is Broncos fans? Are we going? Fuck, we kept the right one. Oh, <laughs> I fucking hated it was the three of them That was yeah. Oh, I Pangai was Pangai. definitely bottom of the list. Yeah, oh. I just didn't think he had the smarts. Just Did the you? the shit penalties, errors, shit yeah. penalties, errors, penalties, and every time you didn't need an offload, it popped out, and every time you're like, can yeah. someone just produce something? And he just tuck it under the wing, and it's like, oh. no. Bro, yeah, yeah, how last week, about- in the 79th minute when we're up two, you were fucking flinging him out the back yeah. like nothing. And this week, we're down 10 with 12 to go, and you're locking it up. <laughs> Fuck. Do something. You're talking about like concro- controlled aggression. He's like, "What's that?" Yeah. You know, like, you said, like did you say aggression? <laughs> <laughs> just felt like he always uses aggression at the wrong time as well. Yeah. Like he'd be like, "Oh, we're struggling. I'll just you know take some cunt's head off." Mm. But yeah, just silly. Yeah. Glad it's like when, you know when Homer Simpson's trying to listen to an intelligent uh, conversation. There's just the monkey. Yeah. Ding ding ding. Backflip. Backflip. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Penrith get it done without their yeah. fucking... But anyway, quick to wrap that up. So yeah. I do think, like what Charlie was saying, it's the management. You can tell like by the way that he's carrying himself, uh, Haas, and, and on the field, I swear it's just... He's like, that's back-end shit. I don't have to deal with that. The only uh, problem, I really don't think he cares. No, no, the only problem with that is, at the end of the day, I know he's only 22, but your management worked for you. Yeah. Like, like the manager isn't bossing yeah, pain around. I know that... You see so many if you're sitting there... You're I'm, sitting there as a 22-year-old. You're playing incredible football at one of the premier yeah. clubs, and your manager comes up to you and goes, hey, yeah. I reckon I can get you another these 400K. Slimy, yeah. slimy fucking manager. They're, yeah. just, they're just snap. They're, they're so, slimy dogs. But at the same time, salesman, at know? the same yeah, time, sure. yeah. last year when Payne got in his – well, earlier this year, he got in a scuffle, got a bit of a suspension. Bronx looked after him. Last year, he was suspended the first three games, a bit of a scuffle. year before, his mum punched out a bus driver, and the, and the Broncos <laughs> sw- swept it under the rug. The, like the earlier that year, they had a blue at Valleys. There's a fucking Broncos sweat. Broncos have looked after him the whole way. Bump, bump, bump. He gets a new manager because his old manager was slimy and dodgy as, and then comes in and surely you look at your new manager in the eye and say, mate, nah. The new manager goes, mate, you're on 800. I could get you 1.2. Go, actually, you know what? I was on 400 until they gifted me another couple of hundred. 
can we just fucking settle for a bit? I'll just play this contract out for another year and a half, two years, whatever it is. We'll get to the end of this two years and then you can put me on the market and try. We'll see how much we can get. We can go fucking hard and we can go for that 1.2. Because no one's going to be outraged if it's Payne Hass is off contract and he's asking 1.2. Completely fine. You're off contract. You go and get what you're worth. But when you're contracted to a club that's just given you a couple of bumps and you've still got a couple of years to run and you're going, nah, I want out unless I get fucking this money, that's when the shit starts to hit the fan. If you did it the right way, played, played the contract out, yeah, the contract that you signed for a lot less, then that's when the problems become like become really, really real, come to the forefront to the point where your own supporters and fans are booing you. Yeah. Yeah, did I, you see him after that game, but like he looked rattled. rattled. He, he rattled. never fucking yeah. looked yeah. And rattled. And I, I thought it was shit house. I thought, like Fat said, I was like, oh, this yeah. is shit. Like, it's uh, you know, they they booed him at the start. It's fair enough. Get your point across, and then but yeah, he yeah. he played so he played well that game. Yeah. Oh, he plays well every game. Yeah, sixtieth minute, and he's still running to like the wing to make a tackle yeah. when someone makes a break. The problem like, is he's just he's he's never gonna play a bad game. No. So the good thing about it is if it if the the all the fucking snow blows over and there is fucking a bit of sunshine at the end of the tunnel, fans will forget pretty quick because the difference between Payne Ass's best and worst game is very minimal. And if you're playing good footy, you're going the right way about making sure your fans love you, and especially if you're in a team that's winning. So the Broncos keep winning games and Payne keeps playing 8 or 9 out of 10 as he does every week, then it won't be long before... Before we're fucking completely forgetting and we're saying how much we love we love Hass again. The moment he's holding up that yeah. trophy, we'll yeah. all forget about it. Yeah. The proven summon trophy, That's let's it. fucking do it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Go the donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Penrith, yeah. missing everyone. They still beat the Bulldogs. What's doing at the Bulldogs? What is, like, I just... That's just the club just screams trouble at the moment, doesn't it? Bulldogs just screams crisis. Two tries off kicks. Like... I just don't, I don't see how they're getting out of this hole. Kickout comes, um, Reed Marnie comes. They'll both help, but they still don't look like winning games. It's pretty bad when you watch the the highlights after a game, and the main thing they point out for the Bulldogs is just like a bomb that Matt Burton put up. Yeah, yeah. So is that the best thing that happened? The entire it's literally, game? if if Matt Burton didn't kick the ball fifteen times last night, yeah. they get beaten fifty nil. Legit. It's like, yeah. I just. The Bulldogs worry me because they're another one. We've heard about how good this progression is and how good their signing is. And thanks for having appointed a coach. Where yeah, do they, where like, do they look go at their points. It's it's Adokai, Adokai, Burton, 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 Burton. You know? And Adokai's two tries were both off kicks. From Burton. Yeah, from Burton. So without Burton and Adokai in that team, well, without Burton, because Adokai was just diving on kicks, without Burton in that team, where are the points coming from? You well, had you had Reed Marnie in there next year. That'll help. How does? But you're still not going to fucking make up the discrepancy of what are they getting beaten by? Average of sixteen twenty points a game. You're not making that up with two blokes and an edge back row and a hooker. They need to go out and buy a fucking registered halfback, or put all their chips in the Flanagan basket and just run with it, and then spend big money on something else. Get a fullback who can do the job. Putting fucking Avrilo or Corey Allen or Matt Dufty there. These teams in the top, the top echelon of the competition don't have those sort of players as their fullback. Yeah. You know, their spine has to be settled. You have to appoint a coach, someone who's going to give them direction because you can't just sit there and go, all right, here's our, um, here's our interim coach, Mick Potter. Um, we'll just 
play out the rest of this year, and then the new the new coach needs to be there now. Oh man, because it needs to be set in the law. Mentally, it's not good for the boys. Who, oh. who would you go to? I would have picked Flanagan straight away. I don't know why it was even a question. And then they said he's not even in the for the job anymore. I think they want Cam Seraldo. So who's the interim at the moment in the NRL? Mick is Potter. it, is it no? But yeah. is it just Bulldogs with yeah. the interim coach? Yeah, Potter. Yeah, but the Tigers look every bit like they're going to get rid of Michael Maguire. So yeah. and the reason for that is because I think they want Cam Seraldo as well. And who were they talking about the Walker boys for? Was Bulldogs? Bulldogs. Yeah. Well, yeah. their name pops up just about every, every time job. there's a job free. So yeah. just I I, no, I don't see them as NRL coaches. Me either. Like, the style they played. When, as we said before, when you're playing blokes who still go to work during the week, that's yeah. fine. These guys are trained professionals. Your short kickoff and a drop out and a 30 meter cutout works in Q Cup, but it's that 30 cool meter that 30 meter cutout, the guy on the other end of it gets rib checked, or they intercept <laughs> yeah. it and run 40. It like it that shit is good to watch and it works at cup level, but it's not gonna it's not gonna cut it in the NRL. Like these guys, they watch one tape on on that yeah. sort of shit and. You think Bellamy's going to let a fucking short kick off and a 40-meter cutout beat the Storm? Not a, not a chance. Yeah, you kidding yourself. They, they should have just gone out, and when Shane Flanagan, he came out and said he was keen for the job. You go, righto, he's keen, he thinks he can do it. He's proven what he did at Cronulla was unreal. He took Cronulla from dwindling at the middle of the bottom eight to winning a premiership in three seasons. And he did that off the back of Val Holmes and James <laughs> Maloney. Yeah, a winger and a five eight, yeah. like, and he 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 forced that club. To and he went and he went and did a lot of the fucking heavy lifting himself. He got he got went out and bought Luke Lewis. He went and bought Chris Hyington. These sort of guys. He didn't just fucking get a team dropped oh, into how his lap. Lewis man, right, oh, every yeah. position. Him, Luke man. Lewis was one of my favourite players of all time because when I was when I was first started watching, he was a winger and then he played in the back row and he was five eight, played five eight for Australia. Yeah, and then New Zealand, just, um, New South Wales, and Australia. Yeah, yeah and then he eight. just fucking really, yeah, he just oh, played everywhere. I remember that. Eh? Literally, Finished in the middle. literally shredded in every position, and then was he got the um. Um, what's the grand final medal? Oh, yeah, Clive uh, Churchill. Clive Churchill yeah. on in and the back row it. in 2016. Yeah. After I was watching him in 2004, yeah, he's yeah what he was. Un- but that that was another signing by Flanagan. Flanagan had a plan, had a style, ran with it. He had young young kids like your Jack Birds and all these guys just coming into the league, and just took it and fucking ran with it. Obviously, had some old heads. Added some new ones, had your Ben Barbers, and then just fucking went hard. And they gave it a premiership. The Bulldogs have a few old heads. They got your Josh Jacksons and, and blokes like that. And they've got a decent young core of young players. You give it to Flanagan, and next year you clear the cap out. They've got nine players or something off contract at the end of this year. Really? I think it's nine or ten. There's a like, majority of their top roster is off contract. That's trouble, eh? Hey? If you give it to a bloke like Flanagan now with six months to think about it, then you'll be right. But if you, at the end of the year, you go, here you go, Cam Seraldo, here's your roster for next year. There's 20 names on it and you've got to fill the last 10. You've got X amount of dollars. That's not going to work. He's got fucking three weeks to decide while other blokes are getting snapped up all around him. Give it to someone now. Let him come in. Let Even let Mick Potter coach the year out. But let him come in and put his fucking... Put his feelers out, start setting up his roster and start doing things because sitting there with your fucking hand in your pocket and your dick in the sand isn't going to help anyone. That's scary to think, though, Bulldogs have got nine off contract. Oh, that's a good sounding beer. I was just cracking myself a Brick Lane backyarder. Oh, my God, that's so nice. Shout out to Brick Lane. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie with the ad libs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so good. Is it good to work for, Charlie? Dude, it is 
awesome. Were you before this? Were you Cleverana? Yeah, 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 I was down to Rana. Leagsy. Um, yeah. Call them bingo numbers. Cool, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Dana's uh, grandma used to come down a fair bit. Yeah, she loves it. Did she really? She yeah. loves the bingo. She hot as your mum? Nah, not quite. <laughs> She's a bit older than mum, so if she was the same um, hotness level, I'd be worried. <laughs> not like your mum and grandma. They are. <laughs> She's dead, my grandma. Yeah, I know, that's why she's so hot. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, Brick Lane. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's awesome, man. Uh, I love it. Um yeah, obviously use no steel. Um, yeah. yeah, he gave me a call and was like, "Hey, let's have a chat about working here." And man, I just, how did Steely get onto you though? Uh, so one of my mates um, works for a company called Star Liquor. Yeah, um, they sponsor the WBP women's team. Yeah, um, and he just called me and was like, "Hey, um, you know Steel Retchless?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I played for West and all that." He's like, "Yeah, he's looking for a rep." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, well, if you see him, just remind him that I'm alive. I exist, and I'd love to give it a crack." And um, so he yeah, gave him my resume and still called me and was like, yeah, mate, let's go have a coffee. And by the end of the coffee, I was yeah, signed up. So You'd also would have been his best friend by the end of the coffee. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's dude. the nicest guy in the world. He's, he's, he's like, just got to get along with the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't think of many people better to just work for. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's just so fun. Makes so, everything so fun, but teaches you a lot. Like he, yeah. he, he knows the game. Like, but yeah. like with being a rep, like how did you know you'd be good at it? I didn't. Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I was Take a leap. I was pretty nervous. Like I'm not very sales orientated. Like, I'm not the sort of bloke to walk in and yeah. be like, yeah, buy this. It's fucking awesome. And buy that. Just go in and just try and make conversation, be a good guy. And it all sort of falls off the, the back of that. And I'm pretty lucky. I've come into a territory that the rep before me killed it. And um, I'd built some good relationships. And um, half my sales just come because people know Steel. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know Steel. And I'm like, yeah, I've worked for him. And they're like, oh, yeah, sweet. I'll take everything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, cool. So what does it entail? Like, obviously, you you, you got to go around build relationships and try and keep keep by the low stock with your product and, and show new product and stuff like that. But is there anything else behind the scenes you do that, that people wouldn't understand? Um, oh, I mean, yeah, there is. Like, there's a lot of extra stuff that we sort of do just in around the office and, and get, like, there's only three of us working, like, this massive this area. area in Brisbane, Queensland. Um and yeah, we're just hitting such a small part of the state. So that, like the, where, work, the, the base is Melbourne, is it? Brickland yeah. Or? So, um, it's a Victorian company, um, down in Dandenong. So basically the whole operations down there. And then you've just got basically the four of us up here. So there's Frosty that does Northern New South Wales, um, bloke named Joshy that does South Brisbane Goldie, um, Steel does like the Valley West End and then I do North Brisbane Sunny Coast. Oh, yeah. So you've got basically everything from Sunny Coast all the way up to the tip of Queensland that's just not getting touched. Yeah. So Steel does a lot of that sort of stuff, you know, just from the office, off his phone. And um, yeah, I'm still learning it all, but yeah, they seem to get through a fair bit of work. It's, um, <laughs> Having fun, Bart? Are you enjoying it? Fucking great gig. Well, that's, see, wait, if you don't love what you do, why are you doing it? Yeah, that's exactly. what I always say. Hey, fucking selling piss. Ah. Like how, like that's fun. Yeah, it's like selling piss to a drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Hey? We just want to start getting paid for this shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, we better fucking start. Yeah, well, we can cup. Yeah, Seagulls, Warriors, sweet. Seagulls yeah. are better than Warriors because we're Warriors, the Queensland Cup team. Mate. <laughs> yeah, on their good days, they might play cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll move on from that. Yeah, so yeah we'll that's... go for a, to a question there real quick to cover the Warriors, but but um. Uh, DJ's got. If you've coached the New Zealand Warriors, if you coached the New Zealand Warriors, what changes would you make? I would. I don't know. I'd definitely be looking at the outside backs. I'd be just putting Jesse Arthur's in the centre and locking him there, and letting him do something. Lock that young 
Viliami Vilea in there. Yeah. Schoolboy Prodigy, Unreal, has some really good signs. Lock him in a centre. Good, bad or ugly, just let them play their, as we said before, let them play their 30, 40, 50 games. Starting getting some first grade. Dallin's Lesniak on the wing, leave him there, but just tell him, say, I don't need you to fucking go out and be a hero. I need you to be a good, steady winger for your younger bloke inside. And the other winger, fucks me, find someone. Yeah. That's Outside backs need help. They're going to need to find a 5'8", too, because yeah. Chanel well, wants out, doesn't he? I don't understand. Exactly. That's another thing I would do. I like, wouldn't be playing, playing Chanel. Him, like, he's clearly, like, he said he doesn't want to be there next year, and he's, good yeah. on him for standing up. And... He's probably mentally mentally clocked out. He yeah, hasn't exactly. been playing great footy. Yeah. If you've got Dejan Arce in your, in your ranks, just pl- another one. Play him and he just let him play. And he played his first three games for the Warriors and was handy, one of their better players. Did he come from the Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just leave him there. And then you you just got to, I don't know, try and get something out of this middle. Like Once Torhu Harris comes fully back and, and he's fit, he's got a lot of fucking football in him. You got your Jazz Tavangas, hopefully Fanua Blake's back. There is a little bit of line. I'd still be shopping for a hooker. Wade Egan's not really an answer for me. He could probably, he could, he could do a job off the bench for 20, but you need a fucking, or he could start and then you bring a nice hooker in off the bench. But I just don't feel like Egan's your 80-minute man like a cook is. Or get a, Turpin. Man. Yeah, go get Turpin. As long as we don't have to pay him anymore, <laughs> I'll be more than happy for that. The other but thing yeah. I worry about with the Warriors is, you know, being a New Zealand team, it's all about culture. It's all, like, you see the jerseys they wear. Mm. You need a Kiwi coach, I reckon. I just, I'm so big on, like, keeping culture yeah. in the club. But Stephen Kearney went there and couldn't get it done. That's just, if he can't get you up. Yeah. Fuck. You're struggling. If you're a young Kiwi lad, and Stephen Kearney's not getting you punching through denim. Yeah, but I yeah, think it's, it's also because Kearney's used to being everyone's bottom bitch at every other club, you know? Some people are just made to be He's good at it, but yeah. yeah, you go back to Melbourne, he's a fucking very good assistant. Exactly. Yeah, but is he? Or is the coach just real good? <laughs> you know? All right, <laughs> negative yeah, Nancy. So, you know, like, so you're saying like, Charlie's not a good rep, he just knows <laughs> no, steel, is what you're saying. Kearney, That's pretty much <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, saying Kearney's that little sucker fish on the side of a great white. That's what I'm saying. We'll, cl- yeah, yeah. we'll clip that up and we'll put it on our page. That's good, yeah. Kearney the sucker fish, that's of this episode well done alright yeah Warriors I don't know what they need DJ but they need some help maybe you can go and give them some, some tips I know you've played in the backs in the forwards you can just go give them an all round working over just let just let your um your ex- worries. yeah let his expertise come to the surface yeah if you get just get thrown into centers on the day of the game uh- <laughs> no no I don't, I don't want him to play I just want him to show him a bit like maybe take down a few brush cutters and show them how to do the edges and shit like that just start, just start sending them emails <laughs> <laughs> just start spamming them with emails fill them in they'll come around yeah but anyway yeah Warriors got a lot of work um, but it's also I think it's it's their fucking roster at the moment too oh yeah, yeah. They, the problem is they every time they make a signing people look and go oh not bad their roster's but not bad but like they bought they bought Sean Johnson back and go, yes that's what they need one experienced old head in the halves to fucking and then Sean Johnson just hasn't performed. Well, it's just the same. It's the same thing. Game he's, he's there awful. every sixth week. Yeah. You know, like it's. And even when he's there, he has flashes of Sean Johnson's brilliance, as we know. He was more consistent at the Sharks, yeah. and that's saying yeah. something because he wasn't all that consistent there. No. But his kicking game is just like if there's one thing the Warriors need him to do, it's kick well. 
kick well, kick early, kick into space. Don't fucking kick the and cunt it's out so of the full because you see the freak that he can be, <sighs> and that's the thing. That's yeah. where everyone gets pissed off. I think yeah. you say he's he's a fucking. But we know what he gun. can be. Yeah. You and watched he's him not hitting it. Ten games into his NRL career, he was fucking running out for him for a grand final. Like you've seen what he can do, and then you think through his career, he would have progressed to a point where. Like Benji did, Benji realized, all right, I'm not stepping ten cunts and flick passing around my back to Joel Re- around Joel Reddy anymore. Yeah, I need to fucking pull it in. And Benji became a really good sort of structured playmaker, and and Sean just hasn't found a way to do that. And his kicking game just lets him down too much. So the Warriors, I don't know, they they need to start signing people that um, I don't know that don't don't look like a good signing, I guess, because yeah. every time they sign someone, oh great signing, it, it becomes a, a, a schmozzle. Yeah, but I think it's the same like what you're talking about, Charlie. Same kind of thing. You want players that want to go over to New Zealand. Exactly. And play. They want to fuck it. You know, they live and breathe it. And that's why you want you want the fucking locals as well. Yeah. Like, you want a bloke that's going to pull on that Kiwi jumper, like that New Zealand jumper. Yeah, and want to wear it. Yeah, wanna how wear good it. is this? Like Someone who's wanted to wear it for a long time. So. Yeah. Whereas kids come through the ranks and they get their... They sit there and they hear their name called and they've got Gordon Tallis handing them a Broncos jersey or they've got... Cam Smith handing him a fucking storm jersey, and these kids are fucking frothing. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's like if Papua New Guinea ever got into the NRL, you know, like yeah. that, you'd expect nothing less, but like three quarters of that team be being Papua New Guinea. Oh yeah, and then you sit there and watch Adrian Lamb give him his fucking debut jersey, and this kid just fucking jizzes his shorts because he gets to play for PNG. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's also it's hard market because. All the good fucking Islanders are playing in the whole competition of the NRL because they're eighty percent of it now. So <laughs> yeah, that's it. Be difficult. Anyway, today the Raiders did fucking. I didn't. Well, this is the one game I didn't watch highlights for. I didn't see. Yeah, I haven't I, seen a thing from it. I um, I watched a fair bit of it at Michi. Let um, me see. We see this one. This is a typical Jordan Rapana. Is that what he got caught up for? Brain fart, yeah. Just striking out with the leg. Hitting Egan Butcher. Flush on the chops. Butcher had himself all strapped up after that for the rest of the game. But it's just something like the Raiders. They Sometimes they do some shit that really surprises me. They get a couple of wins on the trot. They get this going, that going. And then before you know it, it's just like fucking it just starts falling downhill. Last thing they need is a Jordan Rapana getting suspended. Yeah, like the amount of injuries they have in the outside backs, and the amount of work Rapana gets through, love him or hate him, gets his hands on the Rapana. ball a lot. Yeah, Rapana, <laughs> but gets his hands. Rapana on the, sounds way better. Yeah, gets, yeah, it does. Gets his hands on the ball a lot, and we get him suspended, and you just plug a, a, a reserve grader out there. They don't look half the quality they do, especially if they get one or two more injuries. They're gonna look fucking like they're going downhill. So they just need to. I don't know. Rapana needs to take a bit more ownership. He's old enough now and experienced enough. Just why are you striking out with the foot there? Yeah. Like, fuck. Just silly shit, eh? Yeah. Just but in saying that, I think they really, got a win. It looked more like a donkey kick. Like he was just flailing. A bit of a mule around. kick, you reckon? But um, just the obviously got a good win. The Roosters fucking were favourites, and I tipped the Roosters. So um, Canberra, probably a good time to play the Roosters. during Origin, missing Teddy, and saying that. Joey Manu's a fucking pretty handy fullback in his own right. 
But um, yeah, there's not really much, too much to talk about. Man, by weeks are just those weeks. I look at it and I'm just like, fuck. All right, well, so we got to talk about this shit because we haven't. You went on last week because you didn't show up. But um, typical. Yeah, fucking we ha- classic. We haven't even fucking talked about Origin yet. What yeah, did, so both squads. What did you think of him first up? How the fuck do you leave Jake Jabojevic out? <laughs> I just don't get it. Not that uh, I care. Yeah. Don't pick him. I'm happy. I think don't that was one him. of my main points. Like I was like, yeah, that was definitely a headliner. Yeah, I was more su- surprised they didn't pick Angus Crichton. Yeah, yeah. I thought for sure when he got brought in in 2018 or whatever, I thought this guy's never leaving that left back row for the for New South Wales ever. And I don't think his form has warranted a, a, a dropping. Like, even last year, I know he was in and out. Fuck. He, I think he's just about the best back row in the comp every year. And even though he, he might be fucking struggling a little bit with form now, we had blokes struggling with form for Queensland for years. They were getting picked. Nate Miles was getting picked out of a Gold Coast team that couldn't win a game. Origin puts you into form. Oh. We, yeah, but that's the like, thing. His, his origin was a for Queensland team was a just another club team that just got together less. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was, man. We were picking Jacob Lilliman from the Warriors, yeah, and he and was he, going and out he came in and being and almost him. the best player on the yeah. field. Don't, don't and you wouldn't test even, him. Don't drug test him, but he's killing it. <laughs> Bro, I didn't even know his name in Clubland, and then he gets like, oh, this guy Lilliman's in again, and then he got picked again for game two and game three, and you go. Holy fuck, this guy Lilliman's almost player of the series. And then he goes, where does he play again? Yeah. Oh, he's at the Warriors. What, he comes off the bench? He oh, took six hit-ups for 40 metres. Yeah. And then he goes to origin level and kills it. So yeah. like, that's why I just like, Angus Crichton, he, for me, he had to be there. But yeah. I'm not it's, upset. It's, it's a fucking good New South Wales side, right? I'm, I'm happy oh, they yeah. picked Jack White yeah. in the centres. Because yeah. oh, Jack White's yeah. been given a bath a few times out there. Yeah. And also... I don't think Jack Whiten's that flash hot of a player, and I don't think he's that flash hot enough to warrant him getting a selection out of position in a backline that's going against an informed Queensland team with big, young, throbbing wingers and two experienced quality centres. Does this I, make sense? I don't understand, yeah, the Stephen Crichton at 14. Yeah. It I've, confuses me. I think their plan is that Whiten being bigger and a bit more aggressive and, and like the way he plays, I think they're going to let Crichton play 20. I uh, let uh, yeah, Whiten play, play 20. 20. See, I yeah. Crichton I, goes under the centres and then Whiten becomes that that 14, which just doesn't seem right for me. I know they, they've they covered a lot of positions there. Crichton can cover the whole back five. Whiten can cover your halves, your lock, and your Madisons and those can cover. I know there's a lot of positions covered there, but it just seems like the part I don't like you're missing it. the fucking boat. I don't think it gives you much of a mental advantage because... There's literally, I think there's only one way to use him, and that's what you said. Mm. Start wide for 20, well, move not, him into lock. Yeah. You're not yeah. bringing Crichton on into the middle, whereas exactly. no, when, when Harry Grant comes him. onto the field, we all sit here and go, oh, wow. Yeah, Because you just watched yeah. him come on, the other thing with Harry jump Grant out with three like, carries. Are you going to bring him on before halftime, after halftime? Like, when are you going to bring him on? Like, you know, I think yeah. it's just it's such a worry for New South Wales, whereas yeah. Queensland are going to look at Crichton and just go, well, when he comes on... Huh? Yeah, when Harry yeah. Grant comes on, it's going to be like the old walk. It's like Crichton's, Crichton's an unbelievable player, but he's not Carmichael Hunt. No, you know yeah, he yeah. can't play those yeah, exactly. other positions. Exactly. Right. Um, with, with Queensland's bench, we're running a bit leaner than we usually do, don't you think? Like with our selection, well, like Carrigan plays as a front rower. Yeah, yeah, like and he is he is him and Lindsay are those those two middles we got on the bench. So but then you were usually thinking, I'm thinking three big middle, and then yeah. Uh, but in saying that, we've got. Yeah, up front starting, we've got a bit of size. So, like, you're looking at... Like, Cotter's obviously a bit bit, bit smaller in stature, but that dude 
when the rest of the Queensland team run out and see this 90 kilo fucking rough unit putting his rig in the way of Junior Paulo over and over, just absolutely flying out of line, putting everything he has into it, the whole team is going, oh, fuck, this is origin. You've got Tino... Six five hundred and twenty. You got Papali six foot hundred and twenty out there, and then you bring on Lindsay Collins, who's a big boy. And we've got to remember, Carrigan's one hundred and eight, hundred and nine kilos. He's not a fucking. He's not a small man. No, he's a big guy. Yeah. Just in the scale of what it is, he may be a little bit smaller than some, but he plays well above his weight. He bangs with the best of them. So, well, I'm happy he's getting his debut. And saying that, they've gone with two back rowers, a yeah, front rower and a centre on their bench. So. Well, um, NRL, sort your shit out, bro. Well, he, had, yeah. he had the flu. He wasn't at media uh, day. He wasn't at media day. We didn't say yeah. that. He's not like he hasn't played for Queensland before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, drag last year's <laughs> photo, bro, <laughs> yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. Or c- someone cropped that shit, for Wait, God's but also, sake. just going back to the Queensland squad, right? The Queensland squad, I was filthy. I'm like, I love Dearden, and I've been the biggest de- Dearden yeah, yeah. rider from the start. I, I was filthy that he left the Bronx. You know, yeah. I wanted yeah. to keep so him. Was I. Me but too, you honestly. don't have Brimson in that squad, but you got Dearden. Yeah. Don't you think? Like, yeah. for me, I'm like, I would have nearly got, I, I wouldn't be happy, unhappy if he was here. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And like, he's been there and done a job. Like, when he played in the centres last time, he fucking did a job on Tommy, bro. Yeah. Like, in that, that, he played fullback in that game, didn't he, Brimson? He, no, he played in the centres. At the first, the no, no, the one where his his debut, he was in the where center, he wasn't he? No, nah, fullback. Nah, he was fullback. fullback yeah. yeah, yeah, he's fullback. We talked about this Ooh. last time. I think Cape I t- was I'm pretty sure it was fullback oh, right. the first time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. But yeah, I love it. What do you reckon about Cobo? This kid, honestly, bro. Oh, well, but I, I t- yeah, but also, so you, t- t- I, I'm not happy with this. I couldn't Wait, agree more. This with has got to be goats, man, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone's talking about is Cobo ready? I'm like, is Coates ready for another round? Oh, that's it. Oi, this kid is ready. Yeah, yeah, he's built for. <laughs> you it. asked me six Cobo weeks ago. Cobo is ready. You asked me six weeks ago. I'm saying we're not picking Cobo. No way, he's too. And now, after watching him, what was it? I think it was the game against Newcastle. And I sat there after okay. the game and I laid in my bed and go, holy fuck, it's Cobo time. Yeah. I was laying, it is Cobo I'm laying in bed and going, time. holy fuck, I'm going to have to get a Corey Goats tattoo because these two <laughs> motherfuckers from Brisbane are going to make it. And why wouldn't you put him there? Coates isn't going to come in and make post-contact meters like Goats can. My problem uh, with Coates is he comes in way, like he's great aerial threat, very, very fast. He's a decent defensive read on the wing, but... When he takes carries out of his end, he comes in upright and Stays gets put on his coats. coats. Yeah, yeah, coats. yeah, yeah. He yeah. gets put on yeah. his back a lot. Yeah. And one thing you don't need in Origin is starting your set with a cunt on his back. But yeah. I also Whereas Corey Oates would come in, bang, three or four post contacts yeah. on his front. But also with Coates, and I know Goats does it a fair bit. I was <laughs> I'll start calling him Oates because Coates and Goats <laughs> are the same. But with Coates, man, he shoots to take himself out of a situation in defense too much. Yeah. More than the other yeah. boys do, I think. Oh, but you know, it's not a bad option I just think I would have gone with that I other think, to start I, I think they've like I would have picked Goats because experience has him there form has him there and you know he's going to do a job when you know you've got Cobbo on the other edge who's really young really green to have one side you, you're sure about whereas now we've got both sides if both of them have a shocker we're done. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I, I if did, one of them has a shocker, you might be able to cover that. I just that. see, yeah. if I'm fucking Kafusi, I'm turning around on a long kick and I'm running back and I'm like, fuck yeah, Oates is back there. He's going to get us 20 metres. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking like if I'm a New South Wales defensive player, I'm just putting a 50 metre kick chase. Mm. See Ponga bring it back. Then Cobo takes a hit up and then you see Oates coming in. Yeah. You're like, man. Yeah. Like, when does it tough. stop? Like, when that's does it tough. stop? Yeah. 
But where do you think? Where do you, so going as Queenslanders, where's Queensland going to win this? Fucking everywhere. What are you doing? Ah. Well, thanks for letting us know. Throw <laughs> well, me on the spot over there. The side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Where do you reckon, man? Uh, I just reckon effort. A. I I don't rate Luai as much as people do. I yeah, just, I'm with you. I just don't rate him as much as people do. I think he's full of energy, but yeah, I reckon if we can get around, I and think with get Luai, into him, and it might be naive, but he's he's a fair weather player. Don't yeah, you, yeah, do yeah, you yeah, find yep. that? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Agree. A bit of a fair weather player. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think Tupo was a great pick from him. I, oh. I, I always think he has it. He's one of the most, like, not talked about, underrated. You know, he's just, yep. he's been consistent his whole fucking career. I think absolutely. he's awesome. You know, as a Queenslander, he never would have not played in Queensland. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you pick him every year. Oh, like he's always there. It's like I always said, if um if Hindmarsh was a Queenslander, he would have had so many more caps. That never missed a, a game. Yeah, never. Never missed a game. But I still think the same about Jake Trebojevic. I don't. If he was a Queenslander, oh, yeah. he'd be in the team. 100%. Like, absolutely, he's in the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, look, it's going to be tough in New South Wales. Like, that's always just, it's an ambush running up there. Like, tough place to go and play footy. But um, I reckon we can beat him. And I reckon we can, yeah, I reckon, uh, Jeremiah and I, where do you use him? Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Like, he's such an aerial threat. But do you bring him on and drop Kurt Capel or Felice Cafusi? Like, yeah, you're not going to throw him in the middle. He's not no. one of those sort of forwards. Dano's back, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking carry me. <laughs> yeah, yeah Nanai, where do, you, where do we put him when he comes on? He'll come on in the back row. Yeah. I don't know why. We, I, don't, I don't understand his selection. I don't think he's going to play many minutes. He's going to play... <laughs> Dano's back, thank God. <laughs> fuck for that. I was fucking awkward as. <laughs> I think... No, we're doing pretty good, Charlie. Yeah. Honestly, I think Nanai, Nanai comes on for 20 minutes just as it... X factor, try and get something going on. Maybe they're thinking Felice is on a decline, or maybe they can. If his hairline's on the decline, <laughs> that's completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe if there's injuries and reshuffles, you can get Cape well into the center, and you can get um, na- at least Nanai covers the back row, and Cape well can cover the center. And there's a there's a few options there, but I just yeah, I don't know about the selection. Personally, I would have had Jai Arrow there. Yeah, I would have too. But I'm not... As I was, I was talking to Clint about the Salvo, I said I'm not unhappy about the selection, but I probably would have had Arrow myself. Same as I would have had fucking Nico Hines in over... Um, over. I would have selected Crichton in the centres and taken Whiten out yeah. and put Nico in there for sure. And I would have definitely picked um, Angus Crichton, New South Wales, but... Again, these guys coaching this, they've looked at something and they've decided that was the best thing. Like I think New South Wales have looked at the amount of um, amount of HIAs and the amount of um, independent doctor reviews and and all this sort of stuff that has just led to the point where you don't have a choice, but we're picking blokes like Crichton on the bench. I think I think New South Wales will be looking at our team and going, oh, we're going to play them down the edges. I'd be looking at Holmes and Gagai and going, let's target those boys. Um, See, I feel as if they're two of the more informed players in our side, especially Holmes. Fuck me, he's been this year. If you told me two years ago that Holmes would be probably the most consistent top-flight center in the NRL at the moment, I'd fucking told you you're kidding. But he's just been ridiculously consistent. I think if New South Wales is going to win, it's going to be on the back of Haas, Paulo, Madison's second phase offload. 
And then you got Isaiah Yo playing out the back to Cleary and, and Lil White as they do so well. He's such a key for them, yo. Oh, fuck, he's Man, so what good. a player. If you can get two or three, even just one or two quick play the balls from Haas, Paulo, Amari, Martin, or one or two bits of second phase out of your Madisons, and then all it is, as soon as you get second phase, bang, quick play the ball, Yo catches it on the ad line and then has a fucking lead runner outside him and it's out the back. Yeah, and then he's before freak, he can, yeah. he's fucking he's so good. And then if Queensland are going to win, if Queensland are going to win, we need a monumental effort from the pack. Oh yeah, like we need Tino, Papali, Capewell, Kafusi, Cotter. We need max five missed tackles between that lot. Look, you it's know, the missed tackles that are going to get us. Because if we miss one or two and they get down, quick play the balls, as we just said, yo, we'll just fucking yeah, orchestrate. He'll be like a fucking puppet master just pulling the strings. I also think but we've got the ability to be run around by a hooker way more than New South Wales oh, does. Man. Dam- I, I think that's rocks and diamonds right there. Everyone got says Cook. Oi, Cook. Cook's just lucky that there's no other hookers. Cook's lucky he See, had a good 18 months. He's the beneficiary of a good 18 months in 2018-19. I don't think he's been anywhere near a top-flight hooker I was for years. talking to my housemates about this the other day. If I'm the New South Wales coach, I would have picked Appy Coruscant. I would have picked him last year. Yeah. yeah, like have him with, you know, I hate Luai, but with Cleary, yeah, with Luai, those boys, Yo, 100%. Like, and then Crichton Toe, what an edge. Yeah. Like, that, that was my favourite selection from the, the Queensland team was Ben Hunt starting there because we know that he can he does he does what he does. He's a fucking expert. And then you got this cunt coming on. And you have no you idea how you're going to use him. Yeah, he'd just yep. be loose. He, Honestly. Him and money, you know. Everyone talks about Damien Cook being this unreal running threat, whereas Hunt and Grant both are more of a running threat. Agreed. And they, they're they running off the back of play the balls from Tino, Papali, Lindsay Collins. But also their running is matched with their footy smarts. And that's what I think they, they're way higher in the yeah. scale of. And you look at a bloke like Ben Hunt, who is just shown over and over his consistency at origin level. And then a bloke like Harry Grant, who's in his young career so far, has won big games for his team every time. Origin stands up. Every time he's every single game he plays for Melbourne, he's damn near the best player. You on imagine the field. if we had Christian Welsh in this team as well. Yeah, oh, Christian Welsh fit firing day for feeder. What a Queensland side! Oh, this is what we were saying last year. There's players there. There's ability. We just fucking need to need to get it out. Another year of fucking origin under some of these belts. Like we we're we're going really well, really really well. And we've got blokes like Brimson not even getting a look in, like. We've got a we've got a squad to do it yep. for a couple of years, and everyone was talking about New South Wales as this this dynasty coming up. They're going for the three on the trot. We'll fucking no nah, fuck. I think Queensland this season is that neck neck and neck. It's got to be as close to fifty fifty as it gets. Is it, do you say Wales going for three on the trot? Is <clears throat> no nah, no nah, we won. 2020. 2020. Yeah. So this is their this second. Will be their second. Yeah. Right? yeah, they're going for two. Yep. But I'm just looking at like well, it's probably 51-49. Like you probably have to give the advantage to the incumbents. New South Wales hold the shield. And that home ground advantage in that first game is the first massive. First game is massive. Yeah. And, and then what, what's Ticket Sales doing with that? It'd be yeah. as soon as it opens, it'll sell out for sure. No, no, no. I heard it was dodgy ass. Yeah, dude. They're um, what? they're fucking they're like trying to give them away. away. What? They're doing two yeah. for ones because they can't sell it out. No one wants to go to it. Don't blame them. <laughs> what he's doing? I think it's because they know that they're going to get there and the referee's going to fuck the game. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, who, who is ref? Have they named it? Oh, it's um, Grant Atkins, isn't it? 
He's not too bad. I don't mind him, eh? I think. I don't know. Can you yeah. can you find out? Can you check that? But no, oh, they said it on the coverage the other night of the the Friday night game. I don't know if it's going to be. Um, I think it's Green Atkins. We'll keep talking we until I look it up. No, I'm fucking interested now. Yeah, yeah, I'm fully, Intrigued. I'm fully invested. You've got me. Ashley Klein. Ashley, Ashley Klein. Klein. Fuck. Atkins. Shut oh, up, Atkins is a ref. Is a is the bunker. Course. Look at him, George Costanza. God, that's, he's that's a, a fucking hell. <laughs> God, he's a terrible looking rooster. <laughs> Gee whiz. Anyway, yeah. all right, but yeah, Queensland going to get up for that. I'll yeah. be down at Clavarana. Oh, Anyone yeah. wants to come? To drink with you? Yeah, Clavarana. I'll be in um, Blackall at the Baku with Chizza into fucking getting proper stuck into, into black it. Black rats, yeah. pretty much. And then I got to drive twelve and a half hours the day after. So is that home the day after? No, no, no. Oh, that's. That's the third leg of our trip out to the desert. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So day one, we go to my dad's. Day two, we go to Chizzers. Yeah, so Dana's going to Fink, Desert Race. We spoke about this last time. Oh. You, you tried to pay me out and didn't work. It was pretty good. Like, you <laughs> look like a proper idiot. Pretty's <laughs> <laughs> just jealous because he's fucking 48 and never been to the desert. <laughs> good. I'm going to the desert. I'm going to have a great time. You're going to sit here and, and fucking drink straight whiskey. Fucking <laughs> be a degenerate. <laughs> And yeah, write a solo. <laughs> but yeah, so we got we also got questions here. Buckets comes in. So Buckets, your time nearly got beaten tonight, but he spilled mm. about half the beer down his fucking throat. Yeah, we'll post that up for your bucket. Whatever you, uh, would have you boys been mad if Broncos let Haas go and use their dollars to get money, or you'd rather Haas? I would not be mad if we moved heaven and earth to get Kent Munster. <laughs> like in saying that, if you if Hass didn't want to be there, if if he's asking for a release, you get on the phone that afternoon, before you even reply to the email, you get on the phone to Braith and Asta and say, Any chance, Bub, or what? And if he says, nah, no chance, or yeah, you can have all the chances you want. <sighs> <laughs> See your pain. Sorry, bro. Sorry, mate. You've been nothing but a pain in the house to all of us. <laughs> Pack your fucking bags and go live with your boy Sonny Bill in Sydney. Because we got Mad Dog coming into town. And when the sheriff comes, he's coming in hot. And he's stealing, one-on-one stealing everything every motherfucker's carrying. He better do that in Oregon. Yeah, I would. <sighs> he better fucking do that in <sighs> But So, to answer your question, Buck, I think it's unanimous. I think... As far as dollars go, if you're giving a million dollars to a bloke, I'd be giving it to Monkstar every single day of the week before I even thought about offering Payne eight fifty. You know, if you can get Monkstar for a million or Payne for eight fifty, you're paying the extra hundred and fifty and you're getting Monkstar. You know it's, Monster's gonna touch the ball three times a set. And yeah, that's just if trouble. he has a quiet game, you know he's got a month of absolutely shredding the whole comp. Like, it's an actual joke. This dude is off his fucking head. Oh, that's head. it. He's, like I always say, he's playing in the backyard with his oh, mates. Man, he's, play, he's playing around the fucking clothesline. It's an actual fucking joke. He goes out and just rips the ball, goose step, dummy, fender bloke. Like, dummy, and as he's dummying, one hand will come off and throw a fend to then skip away from the fullback and dive over under the sticks. Oh, yeah, he is a fucking joke. So, big dollars for big money. 
little dollars for Pano. <laughs> and then we got Will Addo Car from the mechanic. Will Addo Car make it back in the mechanic ran water for us yesterday. Shout out to the mechanic. He was one of the main reasons we won, I think. Um, Will Addo Car make it back in the uh, back in for Origin this year. I would have had Addo Car in there straight away. I think he. It, it, and one of those things again. If he was a Queenslander, I think he's straight in the yeah, team he's again. In, the team. in saying that, I think Daniel Tupo is a better winger. Such a good pick, yeah. I think he's a better winger. I think he's better under the high ball. I think he has better carries. Adokar brings a lot off the field, brings a lot of speed, brings a lot of tempo and, and aggression. But what Tupo does can't be overlooked. I would have always had Tupo on the team. When Adokar got picked in 2018. I would have been having Tupo there the whole time. Yeah, People talk well, about it. Pissing me, and Charlie was saying this like he would been he would have played a lot more Origin if he was Queensland. One hundred percent. Well, yeah. people talk about Ado Car as he's been snubbed and left out. I think Tupo's been snubbed for all the years that Ado Car's been in. So I don't I don't see Ado Car as a massive Ado, loss. Ado Car's for them. been that Origin player still. Like he's always yeah. stood up for Origin as well. In saying that, he's never had a like he's never been. Well over 150 meters, having tackle breaks and 15 big carries. He's just been on the end of great New South Wales backline scoring tries. Everyone goes, he's performed at Origin level. He's got 10 tries from 11 games. Because just because he's scoring, that's his job to score tries. It's also his job to come and and relieve us and give us 15 to 20 carries and 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 fucking get us out of trouble. Whereas you know, if there's nothing else, Tupo's going to do. He's going to give you 170 meters with five tackle breaks and 15 carries, and he's going to be safe under the high ball, and he's going to be a good defensive presence to kicking towards our big, young, throbbing wingers. So I would have been picking two by the whole time. Yeah, you're picking Addo Carr purely on pace. Pretty like, much. Pace, like pace, and, pace and energy off the field. field. Yeah, like yeah, He, yeah, he brings a lot off the field because he's a fucking larrikin, and he's out there, and he gets the boys together. But yeah, as far as, um, as, far as origin goes, I know Tubo's a bit older, but I'd be still picking him every day of the week. Yeah, I just think he's a better winger. And if you're going to pick a side to win a game against the other 17 best players on the planet, you're picking the better winger. So yeah. All right, sweet. And so we, so we're obviously you're thinking that Queensland though is going to win this first one. Oh fuck! Yeah. Toughen yourself, Wales, but fuck, we'll piss it in. <laughs> did you <laughs> boys, on wood, on really quickly? Did you guys watch the boxing today at all? Or? I did. I watched Lucas Big Daddy Brown fucking get a good win. You see that? <laughs> he was paying nineteen dollars and knocked the dude out. It was the dude was knocked out, and the referee like helped him back almost to his feet. Did you have a bet on? No, I no. wish I did. But he the dude gets back to his feet and stumbles, and the ref goes move this way, and he's like shuffles across. The ref goes go that way, shuffles across, and then Big Daddy just unleashes and just gives him a couple. And this dude just fucking pushing Zeds in the middle of Marvel Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, did you see any of that? The main fight? I just wa- I watched it like live on YouTube. And I watched it live on Facebook. Oh, can, can if you're going to illegally stream a fight onto Facebook, can you please have a good TV and a better camera? Because <laughs> yeah. the dude I was watching had like an old sharp big box TV <laughs> with like fucking seven cables coming out the front, Wait, and his also, phone was like, can't. "He's doing you a service." Yeah. Fuck yeah. him! Yeah. Can you do it better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch high quality illegal boxing. Fuck! <laughs> but from what I did a bit see, of schooling, yeah. From what I did see, Haney. Was just I watched four rounds while I was in the dressing shed, and yeah, Haney was just touching, touch, touch. There was nothing substantial from either fighter, but the whole time Haney score, 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 point, 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 and then yeah, Shahiri won on points. Didn't surprise me at all because from what I saw, I think I watched rounds 
five to nine or five to ten or something. He's just scoring repetitively. So I didn't see unless Cambosis was going to put him to bed in that one of those one of those final rounds. It it looked to me like a like a Haney victory. So oh, hundred percent. And the thing is, Cambosis can't call for a fucking rematch. He's got to go fight someone else now. And well, he's got to and then get back to Cambosis has a a um this contract with his current um. Like the has he got a rematch clause? Or? No, he's got a he's got another clause where his next fight again is in Australia, and I think he can fight just about anyone he wants with his with his current promotion. So yeah. I think he can pretty much bring just about anyone over here to fight again at Marvel Stadium. I don't know if he can get Haney again, but he's got a he's definitely next fights in Australia again. So that's a that's a little win out of out of a not not a very good day for George, but he's a fucking freak. And even though he lost, it's still one of the one of the better accomplishments in Australian boxing. And he's a fucking he's a legend. Good on him. Go Georgie. Yeah. All right. Let's take this bitch out. We go for. You a look while. a bit like Kim Basis, really. If you were fucking, <laughs> if he was on ice, I'd throw, I'd, I'd, lost his razor. I throw bones like him, bro. <laughs> 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 All right. We'll have fun yeah. in the desert, fucking camels, cunt, and um. <laughs> <laughs> have fun here with Keenan next week, Dick Cheese. <laughs> It'll be me, Charlie, and Keenan. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it'll probably just be you and Charlie because Keenan be like, fuck that shit. It'll like, be me, Carly, Charlie, trying to throw it together in an NRL conversation. <laughs> fucking don't leave me alone with Freddie again. Shit got awkward. <laughs> fucking you no just good look over the back of his head and he's got his little doll there. Well, no, I swear, <laughs> me and Charlie were trying, like, seeing who, like, oh, or we're trying to be like, oh, do you, do you know do you know more about NRL? But I went, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just so rattled just, that he yeah. got up and just left. Yeah, I was I just know. Like, Where's he fucking going? <laughs> Have you guys yeah. seen that? Um, uh, what is it? April Fool's thing they did on JT. Oh, oh it's that's so person. good, man! And Fuck then, that shit. That's <laughs> exactly what I was just like. <laughs> it just goes. No, nah, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going live. And JT goes, welcome back to Friday Night Footy. And he just loses. <laughs> he tries to throw it together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he goes, we're yeah, going to throw to yeah. some highlights. He goes, we're not going. He goes, no, nah, we're not going to the highlights. <laughs> 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 so when are you away till? I'll be back, not next Sunday, the Sunday after. All right, sweet. So Charlie, if, if Keenan's here, you're, you're in that chair right there. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Get, get yeah. the, might, might I just push it oh, back? We'll get, we'll get Steely on again as well. Yeah, he's still, his episode is still the most. It's number one. It's number it's one. one. Yeah, when we had him on. He yeah. can talk. Oh, bro. Oh, the man. Oh, we had another <laughs> fucking huge spike. Yeah. Had like the yesterday or the day before was like like 120 in the day or something like that because in the last seven days, 100. Just on SoundCloud yeah, again. SoundCloud, yeah. Who listened to yeah, right. I got no idea. If you listen to us on SoundCloud, please get in touch. We want to send you a um, a like on Facebook <laughs> because SoundCloud, bro, if you listen on SoundCloud, you're dedicated. <laughs> I haven't even seen a SoundCloud thing in I forgot years. forgot that existed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout, anyway, out, shout out to the SoundCloud listeners. Out. Shout out to Freedy for Brick having us in his dungeon. <laughs> shout out to Brick Lane coming in with their rep live from the yeah. studio. Thanks to Charlie for coming on. Thanks to Charlie. Thanks, Thanks for having me, Thanks boys. to the backyarders for fueling my alcohol-fueled violence when I get home on my own meat. <laughs> on um, your missus? No, my own meat. Oh, I thought you said missus. <laughs> She'd right. beat the piss out of me. I don't <laughs> want none of that. Yeah. Um, and shout out to um, Adam Wright coaching his side to another stellar victory. We're two for two. two. Fucking let's go. Last <laughs> grow. Right. <laughs> shout out the boys. Shout out to Fink Desert Race. See you soon, boy. Make sure you don't be a mercenary and stay true to yourself. We'll see you in a week. Boom.